need you to keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Look, I'm sorry! It's not my fault I think Biken's tits are really goddamn hot! Or... Or Testament's ass is pretty damn fat! Dude, Testament is like making me question everything I thought I knew about myself. I thought you knew you were bi. Well, yeah. but, but not this bi. <laughs> well, when you when you find the perfect fusion of like that that whole gender spectrum, you're just like, it's when the questions of do you prefer tits or ass becomes more philosophical than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Where it becomes like a gun to your head kind of question. Gun to your head! Would you bury your face into Testament's cheeks? Yes. And of course, Claude would be the one slap. Uh, hi everybody, welcome to the podcast today. A lot of, you know, for a lot of like horrifying shit happening on the podcast, last week was more meme-based, and I'm happy about that. Uh... Where do we where do we even begin? Uh, well, you 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 had so uh, for those obviously you guys didn't hear this, uh, but prior to us uh, starting the stream today, uh, Cloudy was throwing down with his headset. <laughs> I have listen. I am a I have an associate's degree in IT information technology, and you know what. That's fine. It doesn't mean I'm the smartest tool. I'm not the brightest knife in the crayon shed, but I am pretty... I know my way around the technology. And since I woke up today, I have had bullshit after bullshit happen to me. So for the last two weeks, I've been having issues with my internet, with my ISP, because I just... There'd be times where I'd just cut out of the call entirely. I wouldn't have internet for like... Uh, it would be... It wouldn't be so long, it'd be anywhere between like uh, 30 minutes to an hour. I just wouldn't have internet. And then it'd come back later and then everything else would be fine. It's just, it's happening frequently enough where it's actually happening every single day. And I've had to call Comcast a couple times and they just reset my router. They tell me I can like go return my modem. If there's anything wrong, I can get a new one. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, everything's fine. But... I want to I want to stress like it's actually getting to the point where it's happening during business hours for my job, so I want to mm. fucking do my work because now for some reason on the day I was planning my April Fool's joke, I suddenly have like eighty hours of work to finish, and I can't even take those hours because my internet's down. So while that was happening, I try calling back to my fucking to the fucking internet ISP. I'm finally getting a technician to come over. But like the last call I made, they dead ass like aside from giving me the whole did you plug it in back in? Did you did you unplug and plug it back in? They told me, oh, is the cable in the wall? Because we're not getting a signal, and I'm like <laughs> It was oh well I guess there was I guess one of the fucking possums in the wall knocked it loose or something. <laughs> Uh, uh, and it, it, it's one of those cases where you just get asked, have you tried turning it off and on again? And you're like, what am I, a fucking idiot? Of course I tried. And then you realize, oh, wait, I haven't actually done that. And then you do it and it fucking works. Uh, see, normally that would be the case because that's what happened like last week when I, t when I called them. But like today it was like, no, I did. And I was watching it go. And we were like sitting there 
doing all these basic ass things and they realize, oh shit, this guy's house might be fucked. And I'm like, it, it might actually be. The raccoons have been misbehaving. Like, it's one of those things where I know it's a fucking problem with me because my brother also uses the exact same internet company and I've been hijacking his Wi-Fi the entire time and he's had it perfect the entire fucking time. Whenever I would fail, he'd be great. And I'd call him, hey, have you have any black, like, outages? He's like, oh, no, our shit's perfect. I've been streaming yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, good for you, motherfucker. Fuck, fuck so, me, I guess. Fuck me, I guess. So, aside from my ISP fucking with me, uh, I was in the call, I was getting ready, I was setting up Audacity, and like, first off, Audacity just picks up the wrong microphone that I, that I wasn't, so, that I was like screaming into. So, uh, half my rant, also was like there front and center for me being a salty ass cloud right now. So, so how my rant got deleted because, like, Audacity was picking up the wrong microphone. But then, like, my my Bluetooth headset that I use that Zach recommended to me, fuck SteelSeries. I've never used this shit again. Hey, this is great. Not for me, apparently! Because <laughs> it, it synced to my phone instead of to my computer, which I never had this thing connected to my phone to begin with. But for the first time, it did. So I couldn't hear Lhasa... Like, laughing his ass off while I was screaming at my phone, calling it a slut, because it grabbed my fucking headset! Which I guess, if you really think about it, the head I should have called the headset the slut. Because it was in a committed relationship with my computer, and it went with my phone! <laughs> uh, I, I think that's one of those, uh, I think that's one of those things that, in Denmark we call it an era 40. And that means that the era is placed 40 centimeters away from the device, meaning that it's the person in question that is the problem and not the actual product. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> I think I think what ended up happening was that um, my I always I, I usually wait until my computer uh, t- is logged into my desktop before I turn on my headphones. But because I was impatient, I turned my headset on. So it just went to my phone. So again, definitely user error. And because, like, the podcast, I, I did my thing because I preemptively knew I was going to, like, use my super funny Saw voice. I didn't change back to my normal settings. So, again, also user error. But I refuse to blame myself for the internet because this shit's been fucking with me for oh, the yeah. last two weeks. Oh, yeah. The, the internet is a universal constant of bullshittery. Oh, yeah. But uh, I actually do want to mention, like, the were. I had to fucking. Oh my god, Lassa. Uh, you know, you know how we do the D and Ds over like online, like on Roll Twenty, where like and we stream it every Saturday. Fucking, my internet went down during that game, for the good first half of it. So I couldn't go in the Discord call. I couldn't go on to Roll Twenty to see. I couldn't go on to Twitch stream to watch. So. What I had to do on my shitty phone is, like, I had to call in on my phone and just act out improvisationally the entire fucking game while someone else controlled my player and did the roles for me. (laughs) Without actually seeing what was happening in the game, without even seeing what the results of the dies were, and just, you know, act. That, That sounds ghetto as shit. 
I know. Uh, like, like I haven't I haven't felt like this since I was at my mom's house and I had to like order a thirty foot not a thirty foot it was three hundred foot Ethernet cable that I slung out of my window and brought into the window of the first floor so it could connect to the router. Oh gosh. I remember I told you that before. Like literally my I'm very used to ghetto setups. Dude, you were sitting on a fucking Fisher Price chair for like the most of the time that I've known you. This is very true. This is very <laughs> fucking true. Actually, we have I'll... a fucking Fisher Price chair mode in the Discord because of that shit. I'm actually sitting on it right now because like the initial office chair I bought uh, is shit. Because like the uh, it bro- like the the hinge where you back off kind of broke. So if I lean too far back, I fall out of the chair. So I'm like, well, time to bring out Old Faithful. So yes, I am sitting on the Fisher-Price chair right now. In my darkest hour, Fisher-Price was there. <laughs> That's literally been my life! Uh but yeah, no, uh, that's been more so my week and day. Just technology has been fighting me. I will probably, like, I want to warn everybody. I'm probably going to die in the middle of this call. And my last words will be me calling my computer a slut. And then, like, lots will have to take over the podcast until and I get I'll it just, back. And I'll just have to be that doopy doopy doo, look at me. Oh my god, please come back, Chloe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, that was my fucking shit. Uh, what about you, before we get into, like, explaining what we were doing in the intro? And talk about that uh, shit. Uh, well, I, uh, honestly, I haven't had, like, the most exciting week ever. I've just been, uh, I've been playing a ton of, uh, of Elden Ring. Uh, I've been oh. playing some more... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, by the way, I beat Elden Ring. Oh, nice. I'll start. I, I did my guts build. Because, you know, oh, nice. gotta, send it up, gotta send one up to the big man upstairs. Um, uh, and now I'm doing a Musashi Miyamoto build, which, you know, includes two katanas. Whoa. Which means Japanese sword that has been fa- folded a trillion times. Um, it's just a fucking fantastic-ass game. And then it's been really interesting to play that and then go over and play Strangers of Paradise. <laughs> uh, because uh, we have reached a point now where Strangers of Paradise have kind of lo- like you can only go so far with the whole it's so bad that it's good kind of thing. Like if you watch, b- if, like if you watch Birdemic, that is so bad that it's good. If you watch Birdemic two, there is one thing in that that's funny. The, and, and and after that is just now this is just kind of sad at this point with Strangers of Paradise it, it's funny with how like anti-story it is with the plot making literal no sense in any capacity and uh, and then the and, and like that's that's funny but then it starts becoming an issue with the gameplay as well um, but uh, I remember we were playing uh, the game and there was uh, a moment that I decided I have to talk about this on the podcast Be- uh, and I'm gonna spoil the game the so, so for those of you who do not want to get spoiled on the 
epic plot that is um, Strangers of Paradise. Uh, if you're watching uh, this live, come back in 10 minutes. If you're listening to the recording or watching the video, jump forward 10 minutes or something. But uh, you start out as Jack, who is just putzing around, and then Ash and Jed come up to him because the crystals are resonating with each other and they're like now we're friends and then they go fight shit because jack needs to kill chaos because of the meme um and then the very first mission uh you go out and you're uh after talking with the king and the king is like yo the four warriors of light is going to to fix the world when it's covered in darkness or some shit. And I think I mentioned it last time. There's actually no darkness. Everyone is living their best life. I don't know where this problem exists uh, because everyone seems to be doing better than fine. So uh, you then go out and, and the very first mission, uh, once you beat the boss and that, you, you meet Neon, which is that girl that gets the bullshit thrown at her and then Limbiscuit. Yeah. Um, so she's the fourth warrior of light. But the problem is that you can only have three people in your party. So it's you and two others. Meaning that you have four warriors of light of which you can use free, which yeah, is kind of fucking weird. I, uh, yeah, you beat the game already, right? No, 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 no. Okay, because like I, I know where the fuck this is going. Keep going. So later on, which is the point where I wanted to mention, is you get another party member. Uh-huh. So now you find people, of which four of you are warriors of light, and three of you can be in your party. And it's like, why the fuck? Like, all of this is so easy to fucking fix. Uh, fucking make it f- five warriors of light. Why the fuck? Is Okay. No, I know exactly why, the reason why they're doing this. Keep going. So, you, you, you find, I think her name is Sophia or something. And by the way, all the character designs in this game are fucking atrocious. And I'm not just saying that because I have a hate boner for Nomura. These are literally just girl A... Model B or some shit like that. Like it, it is the most standard fucking boring ass shit I've ever fucking seen. It looks like something you would create in a character custom character creator in a game that gave you very few options. Yeah. Um, so you find Sophia and uh, she starts explaining, "Hey, there's all these fucking temples that we need to go to to fix the darkness," and then. The, the game takes you out of this cutscene and you're in this boss arena that you had just finished fighting a bullshit boss in and and it's then and the, like there's a fucking quest marker over the head of of Sophia and then I go oh okay this is one of those things where oh I can talk with my teammates to get some insight in what they're thinking like oh what are you because like we just got a little uh, a few little like law bombs dropped on us i guess uh so like oh they have something to react to but if you go over and you talk to them they're like we should hear what sophia has to say as like then why the fuck did you bring me out of this fucking cutscene? because i can't do anything else all right you go you talk to sophia again and she's like okay 
we need to decide where we want to go. And then you get taken out of the cutscene again in the exact same arena where you can then talk to your teammates. And your teammates are going to go, eh, eh, oh wait, no. At this point, we don't know that we have to decide where we want to go. We're just being told there's multiple of these um, these locations. And then like you talk to, uh, I think it's Ash, and he's like, you will have to decide. And you're like, decide what? No, it's not even been mentioned that I have to decide where we have to go yet. So, but okay. Then you go over to Sophia again. And now Sophia is telling you, hey, you have to pick whether you want to go to the fire temple or the water temple, I think it is. And and then a, 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 a fucking dialogue prompt comes up where you have to pick either or. Do you want to go to the fire temple or do you want to go to the water temple? Which is fucking retarded because the entire game, every time that you have to go into a mission, you get brought to a mission map where you have to move the cursor over the place you want to go. Just fucking show me the two destinations and I can unpick them from the fucking mission map. Why the fuck do I have to decide this in a fucking conversation in which the dialogue choice does not even reflect in like what they're saying? I am dumbfounded by this fucking like storytelling. I have never seen anything this poor. Uh, you know the worst part is I've never played this game. The way you're describing this only continues to make more and more sense to me. I'm not saying it's done well. I'm not saying it's good by any means. It is stupid. But I know clearly what the fuck they're trying to do. And it sounds like they're accomplishing their mission in the worst way possible. It's it's uh, like I I I think that tro- like Alice and I were kind of like theory crafting and I'd, and if I touch on something that you know the fact of because you played Final Fantasy One by all means don't like please don't confirm or deny it. Uh, yeah. But uh, we we found out that um, like in one level. That has nothing to do with the game, by the way. It reflects it in no shape or form in the, neither the environment, the themes, or the enemies you're fighting. But all of a sudden, it just starts playing Final Fantasy XIII music. And then, uh, on my way to the Fire Temple, I go through a forest. And it's apparently the forest from Final Fantasy IX. So we have we're sat here going... Is is this just fucking Nomura trying to to tell us that all Final Fantasy games are somehow related or some shit? Keeble <laughs> cackle. I know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, I. Oh well, I I I I should. Yeah, and and also in in the fucking loading prompts, it's like it, it will go dimension thirteen is known for stupid and it's like, f- pardon, excuse me, the fuck, when the hell was dimensions ever brought up? I think that's a Dissidia concept. I don't know. I never played Dissidia. I only play good games. Um... <laughs> So the city, or like I think it was also mentioned in like the Final Fantasy Tactics for the GBA, which I think is a good game. I just bad at. Um, but 
I always played the weird offshoot Final Fantasies. I've only the only yeah, mainstream movies. was like the first one. Uh, but like, man. Ah, uh, okay. So, 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 so. Uh, I, I, I did the bitch thing, and like after, like after last podcast, I saw a playthrough of just the ending of where it was going to go, and I was right. On the money, 100%. They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. And I want you to, and I want you to get to the end of the game because I want to talk about my issues with it. Oh yeah, um, I, I, I would gladly do it, but I, I need to stress that the issues I have with the story are, are similarly bad with the gameplay. Oh, fair enough. Uh that's it basically, haven't you got to Dimension 7? I don't fuck I don't I don't even know what the fuck dimension I'm in like in in, in the game. Like am I traveling between again, I need to stress, nothing has been brought up about dimension. It's just like a fucking tooltip comes up and it might as well be from fucking Disgaea. Where it's like, oh yeah, this dimension is fucking rad and shit. And like it has it, it, like there is nothing in it that relates to like the fucking game in in the same way that when people suddenly go oh yeah uh i i i have uh, i my memory is gone and it's like they just mention it without having set it up in any sort of capacity it is real i i need to stress and i said this multiple times in the web current relief as well it is honest to god not that hard to tell a story i am dumbfounded that you can fuck it up this bad i understand if oh a plot hole here and there and it can get incredibly hard to keep like track of uh, multiple moving parts when you're making like a big world or something but Stuff like the fucking memory thing here, or the dimensions or whatever. I, 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 like, this is amateur hour at its worst. If, like, if you're going to mention something, at least introduce it first. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, I want to tell you this right now, Lasse. Because from what I'm under, from what I'm hearing... There, I think you are going to get answers. None of them will be satisfying, though. Oh, perfect. <laughs> because, like, I can tell you right now, with a little thought, there is a thematic reason why you can only have three of the four Warriors of Light in your party. Okay. There is a thematic reason. It and is a stupid fair. thematic reason, and I hate it. That's not fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh my god, like, ah, Strangers of Paradise. I'm glad the only Final Fantasy game I played is Final Fantasy 1. Because I'm seeing so many things happening, and what you're describing is only making this... It makes sense in a beautifully stupid way. It is the most... Schlock is a word I want to say, because they're pulling off something that I've only seen fucking middle schoolers dream of talking about. Perfect. Yeah, Cloudy's gonna uh, laugh is never a good sign. 
but but speaking of schlock, speaking of so bad it's good, I completely forgot. I watched peak cinema last week. And not because I watched The Batman Saturday. Because that, 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 that's a fine-ass movie. Uh, go see it. It's, it's very enjoyable. But Sunday, I watched one of the greatest movies created by man. It's called Velocipasta. <laughs> is that the fucking one where, like, the priest is a t- uh, velociraptor or some shit? Yes, it's about a pasta, surprise, surprise, who goes to China for five seconds... And then uh, uh, a girl gets killed by ninjas, and she has a rock, and the pastor cuts his hand on the rock, and that makes him able to turn himself into a dinosaur. And then he teams up with a prostitute, and they fight crime using the power of a dinosaur. And then uh, at the end of the movie, uh, they have a kung fu fight against uh, American ninjas of... Of which all are American uh, and priests, um, in which a dude rips off, uh, like the, the 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 pastor rips off a guy's head, which has a like hair on it, and then discards it, and then you see a ball a mannequin head fall to the ground. Uh, it is a movie that knew exactly what it was doing, and it did it poorly in the best way. Like, one of the very first things that happens in that movie is that the pastor's parents gets blown up in a car explosion. But apparently they didn't have the fucking budget to do it. So instead, they just showed a fucking street with the fucking text saying, VFX colon car on fire. (laughs) You know what? I would rather watch that than the Batman, to be completely honest with you. That's a... Nothing against I, the Batman, I just do not care. Oh, you don't have three fucking hours or however long that fucking movie is? Um, what, if there, what if there's someone screaming for, like, release the Snyder Cut and it's actually six hours? Mm. So, like, I, uh, real quick about the movie, because there's honestly not a whole lot to talk about. It's a, it's a great-ass fucking movie, and I think that Rob Patton plays uh, Bruce Wayne. And Batman really, really well. Uh, massive kudos, massive kudos to like the cinematography. There's a lot of good stuff in that, but it's uh, so it's it's a very fucking long movie. It is dumb fucking long, um, and I do appreciate why they do it, and that is because they're dealing with the Riddler, and the Riddler always has a plan for the plan for the plan for the plan, and uh, I always like it when the villain has that way where you think the hero has thwarted the villain's plan and the villain is just like fucking Lamau, you you played right into my hand. Because um, if I didn't like that, I would never have liked Metal Gear because that's that entire fucking franchise. Um, <laughs> and so uh, this movie just does that a lot and I, and I really like it. But I, like I said to my friend, there's several times in this movie where it could have ended and I would have been perfectly fine with it. I don't mind uh, that it continues, but I would also have been fine with it just ending like an hour earlier. <laughs> okay, two things I want to bring up. One, 
I, I like the Riddler because I think in every depiction he's always really smart and like does the things where he just barely gets away. I think in his first appearance in the Batman, like the animated series show, he was like one of the only villains to just like get away scot-free from mm. the Batman because he outsmarted him and he ended up like, I don't think he ended up killing the guy, but he gave him so much fucking trauma that he was afraid to ever leave his house ever again. So good on the Riddler. He's a, he's a great villain. Second, Keep that in mind for when you beat Strangers of Paradise. Oh, Just God. that whole, I'm a villain, but this is my master plan, and I'm going to ha- orchestrate everything. Keep that in mind. Keep that in your head. Oh, boy. Um, I want you to get that I will. by the end of this. Okay. I, I, I will try and keep that in mind. Um I, 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 there was one moment in the movie that I really appreciated, which, because it's both a very, like, interesting, like, point in the movie, but also it really highlights the way that the Riddler's mind works, which is where he's talking with Batman near the end. And he's like, oh, but this was my plan, and then we were going to be safe in here. And then Batman is like, what... Uh, hold on, what, sorry, pardon, roll it one back. Safe against what? And then the Riddler is like, the fuck? You really didn't figure it out? Like, he, he like, he, uh, like, he's genuinely surprised that Batman hasn't figured it out. And he, and he actually, like, fucking starts like, panicking, because he is kind of, like, idolized Batman to, like, oh, you're so fucking smart. And then here, it's like, wait, you're, you're actually fucking dumb? Your bitch mate? Huh? No maidens? So, no uh, maidens? and I, I felt like, oh, that's a pretty interesting, like, look into into the Riddler's mind. It's like, he he thinks that Batman is, in like, equal to, to him in, in, uh, in intellect or whatever, and then it's like, what the fuck? You're not? What? <laughs> Batman has Sounds... no maidens. Batman has no maidens. I mean, it depends on what Arthur's writing him that time of the day. <laughs> did you, okay, real quick, now that we're on the topic of Batman, did you ever see that fucking page where him and Catwoman are in the movies or something, I think? And they're in costumes? And uh, it's just fucking... Batman, like, like it, it is, uh, I think it's called foreshortening, where it's like every frame is the same scene, but they're moving just a teeny tiny bit, and it's shot in the exact same place, and yeah. it, and so like in the in the end they kiss, and it has like four or five panels before it where Batman is like, hey Selena, kiss me because I am an angsty motherfucker and I really need you to kiss me. Uh, this is the only joy in life I have been out of my parents today or something. Like it's just like he keeps talking and talking and talking and talking and talking until they finally kiss. And then uh, I saw it on Twitter, and then a, a guy is like, here I fixed it for you, and he's just photoshopped every fucking voice uh, text bubble out of that thing and it makes it so much better because now it's just two people looking at each other and slowly moving into kids not all this fucking talking and about like how tragic they are or commanding the kids or some shit like that was like one of those things where you you can tell that hey this person actually knows how to improve a thing really really well 
Oh, I haven't seen the exact same you're talking about, but I kind of want to now. Can you pull it up? Um, no, because I don't remember when I saw it. Fuck. That sounds. Well, you, cool. you 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 can talk, and I can see if I can find it. Um. Shit. Okay. So the Batman, huh? I have not seen the movie yet. All I know, I've seen like one guy review it, and I've seen. And okay. This was fucking weird as hell for me because it's one of those things that actually crept up on me. I somehow avoided any mention of this movie until after it already came out. Mm. Like when I saw the review, I'm like, oh, are they, is he reviewing the Batman TV show from 2004? No, apparently there was a movie that was out last Saturday. And I'm like, why the fuck is Edward Cullen playing it? Why is it good? And apparently he's good. And um, I'm... Sort of interested in seeing it. Mainly because I heard, like, the Riddler's really good in it. And it's, like, a whole... Oh, shit. But, yeah. Uh, the animated, the Batman slept... No, that, yeah, that's that's what I was fucking thinking. It's just, like, I am... I don't know. I'm so disillusioned with, like, DC and, like, Marvel and the big, and the big comic peoples. Or I'm just, like... Everyone's probably got a really good take on it. I just can't be arsed to keep following along. Because, again, I had no idea this fucking existed until, like, a week ago. Until, like, I after the podcast. Yeah. I, um... Like, how, how long was it, like, marketed? Is my curious... Because, like, was it on Twitter or shit? Because, like, I never heard anything about it until it already dropped. I, I, I remember seeing the trailer, and there was a little kerfuffle about it, because in the trailer, um... You see Batman beating the fucking like bitch out of a uh, out of a crook, uh, and I'm talking like break his arm and break his sternum, throw him on the ground, and then he goes in for seconds, like equal lefts and equal rights. Uh, he's just fucking laying this dude flat, and um, the dude in question looks a lot like Dog Walker, who's an nostalgia critic. <laughs> so I was like, huh. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> uh, I, I was like a, a thing that I do appreciate about this movie is that I have always had this mindset of the Batman and uh, I, I, I can imagine uh, some people are going to come after me for saying this but uh, my mindset uh, my, like my idea of Batman has always been that he is almost as bad if not worse than the crooks he puts away in terms of like his mental state he is just a, a quote-unquote psycho who happened to land on the area where his psychosis is like becomes he's beating up uh, crooks and for and doing things for justice, whereas a person might as well just do it because oh I hate the cops or something, and then he kills cops and he does it to protect crooks or something. And I think, like, this movie does a really good job in showing that, oh, Batman is as fucking far gone as as the villains. But he just happens to be doing the bad stuff that we like as a society. Because we live in that. Uh, but yeah, so, so uh, perfectly fine movie. Don't really have a lot to say about it. Um, it. I don't think it got an Oscar though. Um, and, <laughs> and, and if it did, some people might have gotten slapped. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna talk about this because how can we not? I've had a weird fucking week, man. Like I, it, a lot of it has just been me missing shit happening because I was asleep. Because hmm. when that shit fucking dropped, I, I didn't even know the Oscars were going on that Sunday. But apparently, when it did, I went I went to sleep early, and then I wake up, I look at my phone, and then everyone's blowing up because Will Smith just fucking JoJo walked and approached Chris Rock, and then he slapped the shit out of his face, and he goes back to his seat. It's like, keep my wife's name out your damn mouth. And I'm just like, you know, I'll give it to him. You fucking deserved it. So I, I, um, I also have a a, a few takes on it. Um, yeah. One of the is is that like so I I experienced it very much in the same way as you. I wake up, I check my phone, and all of a sudden, all I can see is ah, uh, uh, Will Smith smacked the shit out of uh, Chris Rock, and um. At first, I thought, oh, they were doing, uh, oh, the Oscars, okay, they were probably, like, doing some bit or something. Um, yeah. And for the longest time, I was like, ah, oh, this is staged, this is fake, this is just, like, something that happened. And I can't exactly say that I'm 100%, like, away from that thought, but the it, I think it's interesting that the thing that made me believe the credibility, like, uh, is it called legibility? Like how how real it is? Legitimacy. Yeah, the legitimacy. Thank you. Uh, is that uh, they that Will Smith goes back down and starts cussing on TV, and I I and like if it was a bit, I don't think they would have allowed him to cuss. <laughs> Smack the shit out of a comedian? Sure. Cussing? No. Okay, I do want to say, when I said he deserved it, I, I want to clarify, I don't mean that, like, Chris Rock deserved to get slapped. I'm saying, like, Will Smith lately has been going through some fucking shit. I feel like he deserves one, like, pity slap. Because, mm. like, he, he, man's been going through shit. I feel no pity for him, but I feel like everyone deserves it, at least one. That's my I, thought. I'm If this was real, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like... Let's assume that all of this is 100% real and not staged. I uh, I understand the wish to slap someone. I do not condone him slapping Chris. Chris's jokes were way out of pocket, but I still like I don't understand why this had to be a physical altercation on stage. Like this is if if this is indeed real, this is physical assault with a hundred fuck a thousand witnesses, um, and I don't understand why this had to be that and not just a fucking stern conversation behind the backstage. I personally disagree. Okay, I'm not again. I'm not condoning Will's actions because if he gets like if he get, if he suffers litigation for this, he fucking deserves every cent of it. Uh, although I do believe that, like, like okay, how, how do I how do I put this while sounding as fucked up as possible? Okay, um, <laughs> I always I always believe I'm a very big proponent for freedom of speech, hmm. but I also believe that freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences. Absolutely. If a guy is willing to go to fucking jail 
because you pissed him off? That's on you. That is the price you fucking pay, uh, said. So I'm like, I definitely do think if this actually goes to a fucking trial and Will actually has to suffer legal consequences because of this and he gets sued, he deserves every fucking penny of it and has to pay him back. But I don't think if somebody says some bullshit that you don't like, you shouldn't have to take it. Oh, no, no, like that. No, no, you, you go on. You go on. I, I, I'm not saying that he should take it. I'm just like walking up on stage and slapping the the man in front of a hundred thousand people. Well, not a hundred thousand, but a lot of people. It's like I I I think uh, I would uh, go as far as to say that a, a more mature way of handling it would have been a confrontation off stage. Because uh, as uh, I know, a lot of different comedians have, have uh, also said is that this sets a, pr- a pretty bad. Uh, precedents for other comedians that oh like what if they start talking shit about someone uh, or touch on a touchy subject are they also just going to have to expect to get slapped in the mouth on stage while they're working I mean probably people have been like in the past we would throw tomatoes at a comedian we don't like and we just stopped doing that <laughs> yeah I feel like we should just go back to like just, just like common heckling, like you know, just <laughs> someone, just someone be saying like, yeah, just like you know, boo, get off the stage, or like <laughs> you know, throw a t- or like throw a soft, not, not like damaging tomato or something like that. Fro- because throw a, a a whipped cream pie at him at, that you all obviously always carry around in your bag. <laughs> exactly, because I feel, because I feel like. I feel like this is just a natural progression of this because, like, a lot of because okay, I do agree because you're right. This does set a bad precedent because now you're just get, you're inviting people to just walk up and just like fucking like like a fucking dash cancel into a fucking punch in the crotch if someone hates you for what you say. But I also do. But I also think like, well, if people are gonna say fuck, are gonna cross a clear fucking line. And you don't tell them to, you know, fuck off. Whatever, they're still gonna fucking do it. Like, you can tell the fucking, uh, just to, like, put it out there, the fucking Made in Abyss fans that, like, hey, fucking children is wrong, this is fucked up, and they'll just call Miura, and they'll call Berserk pedophilia or some shit. I'm trying to, like, connect it, but you know what I'm trying to talk, what I'm trying to say. Sometimes you gotta be a little more extreme. Well, yeah, but um, I, I, I it's, it's one of those things. I, I, I never uh, condone that anyone goes to violence when words could suffice. But I will also say that there is something kind of, sort of, maybe commendable about like, d- like doing the thing that everyone always says that they would do. Like, oh man, if it had been me, I would have fucking done this and that uh and and then you have people like will smith who roman canceled from laughing into slapping <laughs> uh which is another kind of like small issue that i have it's like the dude was laughing he was just looking at his wife and go oh you don't like it well time for me to be put on my big boy pants and then like got on stage and then fucking infinite chris rock in the face yeah like Again, in, in, in like an ideal world, 
if this was like not staged 100%, Will would definitely be looking like the hero. Because like, he, he stood up, like, again, in the narrative where this, ex- where this wasn't a fucking staged thing to make the Oscars shake up. Hmm. The then like this this is like Will standing up for his woman, despite the fact his wife's a cheating whore. But that's another issue entirely. Hmm. But fucking, I I I don't know. This is all funny, haha memes. I like the redraws of fucking. Um, oh yeah, the, like the oh, memes yeah. that have come out of this is the best. I couldn't help myself either. Like, uh, like, oh, the fucking can't escape from crossing fate. Was <laughs> can't one of escape from crossing fate. I saw like, I saw like three different iterations of like Oscar the fish fighting Marty the zebra. Uh, oh, yeah. fucking in my D and D group, my fucking like uh, BB the druid drew a, made a meme of like two of our NPCs slapping each other like that. I'm like, this shit is too fucking outreaching. Uh, it, 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 it makes me think of this one rule I, I, I talked with my colleague about this yesterday and it reminds me of this rule that I think we should put into every society ever and that is that every one person who deals with customers in any shape or form gets one they get yeah. one attack every year and then and and they cannot be legally prosecuted or anything. If you retaliate in any shape or form, you get legally persecuted. Everyone gets one. And then whenever you start shit talking, like the person behind the register in your local kiosk or, or the, the Starbucks employee didn't spell your name right, you know for a fact that there is a chance that they might just cash out their one attack, uh, their one attack, and lay you out like a fucking bitch, and all of I a love, sudden, world peace. That's no, I love that. I love that concept. I swear to God, I've heard this in a, I've heard this in a joke before. I don't know if it was George Carlin, but it was like somebody like that. Only they escalated it to like, okay. You get one bullet and you can kill one person in your entire life and not go to jail for it. And you have to wonder if somebody is willing to cash out their one bullet on them, then we'd have world peace. Because then no one no one would feel the need to like cross these lines and not feel any consequences for it. Because <laughs> again, I, I, it's bullshit. I, I, but yeah. I, I, are you going to be the motherfucker someone spends meter on? Exactly! <laughs> Spence meter! That's the best way to put... Oh, God. Like, all the... I wish I, I wish I saved them, but, like, there were a, there's a lot of fighting game, like, meme versions where you, like, see him EX cancel and then just, like, dramatic finish! <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was Shoryu Momo who made it. Uh... Oh god. And, and 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 didn't they put like Freeze's voice over Chris Rock? You miserable insect! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I saw I saw the best one today about uh where they uh apparently it's like some professional VFX artists who did it, where they made a, a 3D model of Chris Rock, and then after um 
uh, Will slaps him, uh, they transition into that model, and so it just looks like Will slaps the shit out of Chris, and he just fucking ragdolls like across the stage, and it's the funniest fucking thing because his arms and legs are just fucking flailing like an inflatable <laughs> tube man. There's a stop motion one, like, uh, again, as bad as this is, the memes are fucking fire. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so goddamn much. Like, d- depending on, like, no matter where you stand on the spectrum, everyone's fucking taking the piss out on this, and I think that's the best part of all, about all it, about it all. Mm. Where is the re- near Automata retelling one? I don't know, you will have to find the story in a fucking cookbook or something. No, what you do is that it's it's just it's just like that one guy slapping two B's ass, and that is the retelling. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Listen, if 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 the entire game was just unapologetically look at two B's ass, it would be ten times better. I honest to God, and I'm not even trying to be funny here. I honest to God think that some of the reason why people are giving Nia Automata so much leeway is because Yoko Taro has been so unapologetically horny over uh, over to be. Because it's like, hey, uh, did you know that Yoko Taro once said that uh, the reason why he made to be hot is because he likes pretty girls? Hey, did you know that Yoko Taro actively asked to get all of the porn of 2B sent to him? Hey, did you know that he once signed the fire of a 2B cosplayer because she asked for it? It's like, I've heard these same points regurgitated so much that you would think that people only really like the game because that uh, Yoko Taro is an unapologetic perv. Which, you know... Respectfully, I, 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 uh, like, I think that's cool. I have nothing against that whatsoever. But it's like that doesn't pardon that the game story is fucking insulting. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, it, it, I can enjoy a thing with the meta in like the meta sense. I can enjoy the whole, you know, respect for him liking his OC. But you can all. But it's also a true statement to say the game is shit. You can like the shit around the game and still think the game is awful. Uh, I uh, I think like uh, I don't always go. Oh wow, lesson that was really well said. Pat yourself on the back. But if there was one time I would do it, it is that it is my summary of Nier Automata, which is it is the most obsessively polished turd you've ever seen. The music, the designs, the the gameplay in itself, everything is fucking like stellar. The only issue I have with the game is the writing. And, 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 and the game design, but you know. Yeah. You think I actually like those games? Fuck no, but Foxy, Foxy, uh, go. Is there a spray bottle emote on Twitch? I don't know. Add one to your fucking roster so I can hit Caesar with it. <laughs> uh, shit though. <laughs> but no, I agree. I I agree wholeheartedly. 
Uh, I love how you set the table. I love the ambience and decor by the order spaghetti. This is just a shit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sir, there is a turd on my pizza. I, oh, fuck. Uh, I was once in Turkey uh, oh, on vacation and uh, I ordered a pizza, just a fucking normal white boy pizza in cheese and ham. Hard to fuck that bad boy up. And then I get it, and there's just this big black spot on it. And uh, and so I'm 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 kind of like eyeballing it a little bit, and then you know I take a, a fork and I start poking it, and I notice that the the spot the black spot has like substance to it. So it's not just like discolored burnt cheese or something. There's actually something under it. And then I find a uh, dig around and I find out it's a fucking massive ass huge cockroach. And I'm like, oh god. This got taken out of the oven by a chef and handed to me by a waiter. That means that there was four eyes that this fucking pizza had to pass by at the very least. And no one caught that there's a massive fucking huge ass cockroach banged into my fucking pizza. I would have just left at that point without paying... I I I asked for a new one, obviously, and I got it. But then I was also like, my family when we had to leave was like, "Yeah, we're not paying full price. Fuck that." It's all protein, pussy. <laughs> hey, fair. I've ate a cricket before. Yep. Yeah. Was it good? It's kind of crunchy. Um. It's a conspiracy. If I, if I have to make like a story about it, it's not going to be very long. Apparently, uh, in El Salvador, uh, there'd be like uh, vendors who would fuck with the tourists by holding out bags of crickets, and they mm. and they'd sell them off for for like uh, in American dollars as like a delicacy. So they would just sit there watching tourists eat bags of crickets, and like they'd be counting the money and be laughing on the inside. And my mom told me about this grift for a long time. And then, and then, after telling me this, she comes, like, or we're, we're at the house where she grew up in, and we're at the house, and she comes back with a small bag of crickets, and then she gives one to me and my siblings, and she, ta- and she like, orders us to eat it. <laughs> and so we kind of did, because, like, that's her mom, and we're, like, six years old at the time, so what the fuck are we, we're, gonna, we're not going to argue with her, we're going to get our ass beat if we don't. She has the chunkla. She has the chunkla. So, uh, we, we, so me and my siblings are in the middle of fucking El Salvador and we eat the crickets and they don't taste like anything. Hmm. They, they kind of taste like weird, slightly squishy, uh, chips or crisps hmm. for if you're, uh, heathen overseas. <laughs> but no, that's, yeah, yeah, no, I've had crickets. Uh, I wouldn't eat them again, but I've had a cricket. I mean, once you've had them once, you can kind of go, eh, I've tried it. Not for me. Not for me, yeah. It's like, hey, have you ever tried anal sex? Nope. Then you don't know if you like it or not. (laughs) Honestly, all of it is is just, you try it once, and then you're allowed to say, never get near me ever again. Yeah. 
Although, now that I think about it, when I was in Salvador, I've, that was, like, the most ghetto I've ever fucking been. Because, like, that was, like, actually ghetto. It was, like, people, but, like, there was, like, uh, gang people outside. And I... <laughs> Imagine being, like, so accustomed to, like, gunfire when you're, like, a child. And we're like, oh, I guess this is just normal. In the middle of the night. That was, and, like, the roof was made out of fucking, like, aluminum. Where you, can, where you actually see there's still the branding on one of the fucking... T- tile panels. What? Really? Yeah, the place. I, listen, like that was. That like I, I like I I joke a lot about being a, in a ghetto in America because America is pretty good by all things considered. But no, El Salvador actually a ghetto. The house was a concrete slab. There was still rebar sticking out of the window, and there was a fu- and like the roof was made of aluminum. I know what it's like to actually be really that poor. And I uh, still think America fucking sucks. I've already talked about that. Just, 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 just got it in there. Uh, I, I, uh, I think, at least once. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting, especially, you know, because I, I'm little pay white boy from Denmark. I, I've grown up, like, not in, like, riches or anything, but, you know, I could eat every day without issue. Grew up in a nice home, like so. So just hearing this, oh yeah, we had a metal sheet we slept on. Like, oh, oh wow, oh okay, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, granted, I don't travel anymore just because I'm not really a fan of traveling. But like, I've I've gone pretty far places because of my family. Riser and Cloudy El Salvador adventure. No, Riser will get shot. I was about to say, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're either going to get shot, you're going to get fleeced, you're going to get kidnapped. You're... Bad things are going to happen. Oh, All no. the time. Oh, no. At least, uh, at least in like my, the only, I, I swear the only reason we were fine is because like we, because my mom actually lived there and we owned property at that point. Although actually I do hear that like there is worldwide internet there now. But also the economy super tanked because they got like rug pulled by like Bitcoin and shit. Mm. So now it's not a good time. Maybe if they bounce back, if they ever do. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I've seen I've seen what it's like. I've seen I've seen the highs. I've seen the lows. Uh, I'm not the most experienced kind of person. I like being my hikakamori self. I like being a goddamn hermit. But I do think I have a little bit of leeway and experience in this shit. Ah, maybe. Don't worry, Lasse. Just have a look up at the part. Turn up a sombrero, poncho, and big fake mustache. You know, that might actually... That might actually... You know, that's not entirely wrong. That might actually help you. Really? I'm, like, I'm worrying I'm gonna come across as, like, super racist. Okay, the fake mustache, maybe. <laughs> but, like, the sombrero? That, honestly, you look like a ranchero, you fucking do good. You do good for yourself. I, I look like what? A ranchero. Cowboy. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I do want a rice and cloud adventure in Coimbra or Mexico. I have no ties to either except for like a bunch of white people calling me Mexican my whole life. So sure, why not? <laughs> I mean I mean I think that would be more interesting than you coming to Denmark because what's in Denmark it's flat listen 
Once I'm in Denmark, you'll just see me crying on the sidewalk because I'm like, I can get run over and not have, lose all my money. <laughs> Cla- Claudia, why are you running out in front of a car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think like God, I was like I think it was like a couple podcasts ago where you or like you were having the existential crisis about how hard it is to live in America, and you told me like you live in fear of your life and you live in fear of your money, and I'm like no, the fear of life like left me a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God. Uh, besides that though, uh, fucking, I could go for a f- I could actually I could go for like a tamale or a pastel right now. I'm starving. Um, I haven't had I haven't had like good Spanish food in a in a while because every time I try to order it the fucking something goes wrong, and it's mostly just because I don't want to drive out to like the to like the local taqueria because it's too far away and I don't know the area, but also uh, fuck DoorDash because they keep ruining my orders. Mm-hmm. I swear the guy every the person who who I always order from the Spanish store. Always steals a fucking taco out of my order, and I counted to make sure. I feel like due to Cloudy's bad luck, Cloudy get run over in Denmark. You know what would happen? You know what would happen? Actually, if I went to Denmark, I would fall in that little pit that's supposed to trap cars, and uh, I would trip in there, and I'd be like, "Oh shit!" But then a car would come over, and like it wouldn't run me over, but it would get stuck in the pit, keeping me pinned under the car. And then it would park there, so you'd be stuck. I'm like, wait, "Hello, a donkey <laughs> No, it doesn't. It's German. Fuck. It's German. <laughs> and you also just thanked them, so yeah. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> but by, by the way, like you, you were talking about, like. Oh my god, I'm I'm worried now. Mexican slash Spanish food. Yeah. Uh, like, is it Spanish or Mexican? I don't know. Uh, I mean, can be Spanish, can be Mexican. Technically, okay. they're, they're not the, they're not interchangeable. It's like the square and rectangle thing. Okay. Uh, so like you you said taqueria or something. Is that like uh, where they where they make tacos? Yeah. Okay. So so my question is. What is the real taco? Is it the hot shell or the soft shell? Um, because okay. in Denmark they use them interchangeably. They kind of are interchangeably. Okay, when I think of taco, it is a corn tortilla that is deep fried and like rolled around and it kind of looks like a cigarette. That's like how we do it in El Salvador. That's like what most taquerias in my mom's area used to be like. Hmm. So that's and there is a store like that near my house. Oh god, am I am I still on here? Shit, did my internet die again? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, the the <laughs> I saw like this screen buffer and I had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off the screen so I stop having like palpitations. <laughs> but um <laughs> But no like um I would say I think like the way the Mexicos the Mexicans do it it is the it is the hard taco. I think that is how like that is like the it's not the universal one. A taco can mean di- many different things to many different people, but I would say like the hard shell taco is the quintessential one. Mm. If we're if we're gonna, if we're going to be splitting hairs. 
And can we agree that you it is physically impossible to eat a hard shell taco without getting messy? Like like you uh, you take one bite. Uh, so uh, in in Denmark, uh, and I I need to preface this because I don't know if that's the norm, but in Denmark, whenever we get tacos, they're like like the same uh, consistency as like a chip. So you take one bite out of this you you took like half pipe crisp and then it just fucking cracks and the uh, the contents always spill all over um get good i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so um okay so so here's the, so here's the thing about like about like how hard shell tacos are supposed to be hmm. when when we are cooking it, it's like I said, it's a tortilla that's fucking deep fried and that is now a hard shell because it's just one uniform piece. Like, when you, when, like, a lot of, like, the, uh, like, the manufactured product ones, they're kind of made in the same way, like, fucking, uh, like, tortilla chips are. Or, like, or, like, uh, not tortilla chips, uh, fucking... Do you know how a fucking, uh, Pringle is made? It's like the slurry of potato paste that's like shaped into crisp shapes. Mm. That's kind of like what they do with like, you know, modern taco shells. It's not a uniform piece. It's like a amalgamation of stuff that is shaped and then cooked in that particular shape. I... So when I have a hard shell taco, I'm thinking of something, you know, a real hard shell taco where like it, it doesn't break apart like shit, you mm. know? It doesn't feel like you're biting into into a Dorito. I uh, I I need to find a way to jury rig this bullshit here, so I can stream myself in the kitchen, and then you're going to have to teach me how to make a good taco. <laughs> Could be easy. Uh, it's, oh. it's 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 literally just hey, here's some shit that's cooked. Uh, here's some vegetable bowls. And then you just get a deep, just get a pot of oil and you heat it up to whatever degree. I don't know yet. Uh, and you pick a god and pray, and then you dip it into <laughs> the oil. <laughs> Next week's episode. Oh god. Uh. Um, also, real quick, uh, Caesar said, "Welcome to Rise and tries not to be racist." Uh. So um, I I need to pull it up because otherwise I'm gonna butcher it. Uh. I I'd seen a TikTok about um uh what what's it called what's it called what's it called uh Hajar al Aswad uh, the the black stone uh that uh, that uh Muslims pray to and so uh, I was I was like huh I know I, I like I don't know a whole lot about this let me ask Raj about it and then uh, I I very quickly found out like. Wow, I don't know fuck all about Muslims and Islam and Judaism and all this shit. So like, oh boy, I'm probably putting my foot solidly in my mouth right now. But luckily, I I I made it through without offending anyone. But uh, yeah, uh, different cultures. Uh, I'm a fucking idiot. Hey, you know what? You know what? Here's here's the thing. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you a secret about like learning about other people's cultures. Asking questions, even if they're stupid, will never ever be offensive. 
If they are, the person you're talking to is not a human or a person <laughs> or deserve rights. Because I guarantee you the only people who get mad are racists themselves. Because hmm. here's the thing. Uh, the whole reason these misconceptions happen is because people are too afraid to fucking talk about it. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and uh, ahead, I, 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 I mentioned it in, a, in an earlier episode where we were talking about how if I had like fucked the budget money, I would just like travel around and, and try all these different cultures and shit. Like... Yeah. I, I love learning about these things. I feel like just this talk here, I'm loving every second of it. Like hearing, hearing uh, you say uh, these different uh, dishes in your native tongue, uh, like like with, with the with the accent and all this stuff. I fucking live for that shit. I think it's so fucking interesting. Uh, so I, I I dare to ask these things that sometimes come across as. Uh, that can come across as racist, but it's honestly just because I think it's fucking fascinating and I want to learn about it. <laughs> honestly, like, th- th- you should be, you should not ever be afraid to ask somebody something, even if they think it's stupid. Because, like, that's how you fucking learn. Oh, God. Okay, I'm, I'm going on a weird tangent on it, but I'm going to come back. I've had this really shitty view of anthropology because I had this bad experience in college where they tried to explain to me the concept of never directly asking the people you're studying what the fuck they're doing and you having to come to your own conclusions because the reasons they the reason they give because like oh they're biased so you can't take their word for it and I'm like you're just basing it off your own fucking biases then like it's stupid. It's it's very stupid and honky tonky. I hate it. So honestly, if you don't know something, ask a motherfucker about it. <laughs> Anthropology is the study of racism. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, uh, fight me. It's like gender <laughs> shit. There's never anything wrong in asking for clarification. That's literally it. There's never anything wrong asking for clarification. Uh, and and just like it is with with racism and stuff like that, the unfortunate. Reality is that uh, you will sometimes get different answers. Uh, again, with the whole Christian thing, where I was asking uh, different uh, tra- transgender people, like, what is the right way to, to deal with this? And mm-hmm. everyone says, hey, call Chris a girl. And then I put the video out, and now everyone is on my fucking shit. And I'm like, but I talk to the people. <laughs> well, I'm doing I, my best. Know, that's the thing. Well, I mean, that's just the that's just the unfortunate truth about culture. Everyone's got their own different take. Mm. Fucking bunnies in the chat. He's a whole different flavor of Spanish than what I am. <laughs> and then you have Angel, who's in fucking Spain, who might as well be a fucking alien. <laughs> kidding. I love you, Angel. If you're watching this. I, always, fucking, I don't know why I always thought uh, I, I keep wanting Angel to be Italian, and I don't know why. It's because he's got the he's he's got that like romance language at like accent because mm. like uh, European Spanish is way different from like uh, American Spanish, and I mean like North America, South America Spanish. We've got like we've got like thirty two different flavors of ice cream accents in this fucking side of the country, and then you got fucking Spain who can't even keep itself because like then you've got like Andalusian, Andalusian, 
uh, Barcelona and Spanish. They've got their own different flavors of Spanish in that one country alone. And it's like, but that's, but that's the thing. Just feel free to ask. Everyone's got their own different take, but that means you're feel you're more free to answer, like ask these questions. Again, anyone who gets mad at you for asking a question is not a person. They are a Twitter. <laughs> they are a Twitter. <laughs> like you, you can genuinely like call them NPCs. I have become so jaded towards like people on this subject. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> If people want to ask questions, where should they send them? Good question, oh, Caesar. Oh, we need to hire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a question about any part of Spanish culture that I can possibly answer, uh, you can send that question to webcastrelief at gmail.com. And it, so you mean to tell me that if anyone has any questions about that or Danish culture in which I can answer it and give a horribly boring answer because Denmark is pretty boring, uh, they can send that to webcastrelief at gmail.com? Oh, definitely. Oh, Although I will say that one fucking holiday about the guy <laughs> in the chicken coop is still the funniest fucking thing in the world to me. Night of Morton. <laughs> Night of Morton. Okay, um, so we have one that was okay. I'm gonna answer this question first because this was sent to us at the end of the podcast last week because they didn't realize we were streaming and they sent it to the fucking webcomic relief chat first and not to webcastrelief at gmail.com. When it comes to Spanish culture, cloudy is mild hot sauce while I'm spicy. I'm I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you can make little white boy over here understand it by breaking it down into salsa sauces. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like I'm 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 like I'm like mid range, and then you have like a bunny who is like so enveloped in it because he's fucking he fucking lives in it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have a question from Cage Vethio, mm-hmm. and they ask. If you could have a lifetime supply of sushi, or at least enough for a weekend feast, what five would be on your platter? Yes, this is authentic, quality sushi, with a low rice contest you can fill up on fish and other ingredients. Uh, Also, the reason you'll be in danger is because when a Hispanic mother loses a chancla, her rage and accuracy go up tenfold to ensure the impact counts. Oh yeah, that has something to do with the last comp. Plus, that was during our conversation where I was talking about, I fear not, I fear no chancla. Okay. Because my mom is okay. Really quick, um, the word we use in our in our uh household whenever my mom got the chancla is a chancleta, and it's called the chancleta is because my mom's fucking short, and her sandal is very small. So when she pulls out the chancla, it's a little chancla. Uh, uh I think we should we, we 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 should preface this. Uh, a chancla is a sandal. Oh, ch- yeah, a chancla is a sandal. Yes. I, I, it's not everyone who who is like I know it as part of a meme, but and and, and you obviously know it because it's your language. <laughs> I I know it because I got beat with it growing up. Oh, oh yeah, okay. You literally yeah. get beat over the head with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, that that was just a dumb conversation that I forgot we had last week. But mm. uh, yeah, lifetime of sushi. Have you ever had sushi before, Lassa? Of course. Okay, so. I have, I'm trying. I have like two I have in mind, but I'm not. Sh- but I need to think of the others. Uh, well, I 
I, I, I can uh, real quick answer mine because I only know one and it, that's a California rule, I think it is. Uh, California rules are good. Uh, but other than that, give me the ones with the salmon uh, and spicy salmon or spicy tuna. Like anything with salmon or that's spicy, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, don't know what they're called. Don't know how many versions there are of it. Uh, but fucking just like give it to me because I live for that shit. Okay, so uh, two off the top of my head that I just love very dearly. I love spider rolls and I love unagi. Spider rolls, despite the name, it's basically like deep fried soft shell crab put into a sushi roll. And those things are fucking fantastic. I love that. Are they called spider rolls because it's a spider crab? No, it's a soft shell crab. It, it's mm-hmm. called a spider roll because you you literally eat the fucking shell and all. Like it's little, like its arm, like its its legs and its claw are sticking out of the fucking sushi. What you really? Eat that whole. Yeah. Okay, that we get different sushi over here. <laughs> I love honestly. I love soft shell crab. I love I love like all selfish. I'm a fucking. I'm from Massachusetts, so I love my I love my seafood. You like your clam but chowder. <laughs> I love my clam chowder, which, to be honest with you, it's more like potato chowder. <laughs> but besides that, um, uh, but like the other one, unagi, this is very fucking stupid why I like it. Um, so unagi is basically just barbecued eel, and it's fucking delicious. Mm. Uh, I could, I could eat, if I had like a whole, like a whole fucking super tray of unagi, I would be a happy boy. But the reason I like it, and the reason I tried it in the first place... Is because of fucking Maple Story, because when I was, because like in the when in in like the early grind of the game, but back before all the changes, before the Big Bang, uh, shit is food items were expensive. You couldn't just like go to your local free market, get an Onyx apple and like all these Max pots and be fine. No, I had to grind for my own food myself from like Monster Drops. And the best thing I could get for my level at the time was unagi plates. Because, like, they were really cheap. They were really cheap to buy and really easy to find. So my characters would always be living off these things to survive. And I'm like, you know, I wonder what these fucking taste like. And I tried it. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is great. Any clown chowder, 80% potato, 50% clam, 5% sand. That is true. And a hundred percent reason to remember the name. Five <laughs> percent pain. And a hundred percent reason to remember the pain. <laughs> uh, man, I could go for some Unagi too. Shit. I'll take it out after this podcast. I'm a fucking well not not drive there. I have like 80 hours worth of work to do this week. You will uh, think about driving there. <laughs> I will. Th- I will think about driving there very hard. I'm gonna make uh, fried rice. Oh, that's good shit. That's very good shit. Uh, I, I think I guess that answers the question. Yeah, I suppose so. All right. Um, let me just look at another one. I realized this very quickly turned into like a food podcast. <laughs> I mean, like, does does me talking about my like incredibly stupid origin of why I like unagi 
count as a food podcast? I mean, the topic is about food. We talked about tacos before. Now we're talking about sushi. Like, shit. You know what? You're right. <laughs> uh, sushi's good. I should try more, but, like, I always get to cook sushi anyway. Oh, uh, I haven't tried. Yeah. I should try a raw one eventually, but I, whenever I go to a sushi place, I usually just gorge on unagi because I'm like, that shit's my favorite. So, uh, back in November, I think it was, uh, there was a podcast I missed because I had to go out and eat with the people from my, at that time, previous work, but now my current work. It's confusing. Uh, and so, uh, we went to a restaurant called Catch, and the whole thing about that place I didn't know is that they have an all-you-can-eat buffet of sushi. And so uh, the way that it works, uh, normally when you hear buffet, there's like a big fucking table that you just go up and you start picking stuff from. But here it's different. You have an iPad and then you fucking like punch in like, hey, I want this, 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 this. And then, they come, and then they're bringing it to you. Um, and so I thought that we were paying for each individual item. I had not been told that this was an all-you-can-eat buffet. So I'm sat there pinching pennies because at the time I don't have a job looking at these different fishes going, I, I guess I can, I can afford two of these rolls. And I'm looking down the table and everyone is just like fucking piling up plates of different fucking sushis. And I'm sat there going, <laughs> uh, and then I, and at the end it's like, Oh, we can't eat anymore. Do you want the leftovers? And I'm sat there starving going fucking yeah. And then when it comes to, like, pay the bill, uh, people are like, oh, yeah, so that it's going to be this much uh, for all of us. I'm like, but but I didn't have, like, the same amount as you guys. And they're like, yeah, but it's a buffet. Like, we pay the same thing no matter how much we eat. I'm like, the, oh. fuck, do you, the fuck do you mean it's a buffet? Like, you didn't know? I'm like, fucking no! I've been living off of fucking salt and, like, rice! <laughs> Oh shit, that's so I have to go there again uh, sometime soon just so I can have a fucking rematch. Ah, uh, honestly, that sounds fucking amazing. Uh, okay, I've only been to one of those one time, and I and it was not a buffet. And I ri- and I think like uh, one time eating there for myself was like ended up to being like fifty dollars, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, ah. Uh, Okay, so I have the next question, and before I read it, I need to ask, because this is a clarifying question. Do you know who the lockpicking lawyer is? Yeah, he's the dude who reviews lockpicks and can, and has thus far lockpicked every one that he has had with little to no issue? Yes, okay, good. So here's the question from our, our good friend Yeriko. Uh, the lockpicking lawyer is your sleep paralysis demon and or survival horror game villain. He cannot be seen, but is implied to be outside your house and opening your locked front door. You hear him narrating each step of how he picks the lock through muffled through your walls. You cannot stop him, not for long at least. How long does your, will your door last, and what do you do to save yourself and survive? He also sends a reference to a video, which you can't see. Uh, Jerry with the smiley face. And P.S. As of writing this email, tomorrow's my birthday. So by the time this will be on your podcast, I'll be 22. Oh, happy birthday, Jerry. Happy birthday, Jerry. So proud of how far you come. Um, 
I don't I like I don't know. I I so I have that katana that I've been uh, showing off in my videos, which is actually sharp. I had to like get a fucking uh, blade uh, sharp blade permit to uh, even own it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we okay real quick. We call it Nobunora because apparently translated that means true like uh, fury or something because it literally every time that. F has been out of the sheath someone has gotten cut um <laughs> so uh i think that if if that was the case i think i would just fucking brandish that and be ready to to stab a motherfucker so i will say it would probably be very hard to pick the lock at our house because Fuck, I can't even open it with my key half the time. It's so, like, spongy and <laughs> shitty. So I feel like I'd have plenty of time to leave. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, if he gets in before I manage to get out of bed, I'm, I'm fucking dead. Oh, yeah, me too. I've got a, I've got a fucking... Like, my dad has, like... There, there are weapons in this house. Permit weapons that he owns, but I do not own the permit for. But he, but they're under his lock and key. And knowing him, uh, he's not going to be in there the night we get robbed. So I'm just going to fucking die. <laughs> I had a good run. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could probably like. Here's the thing. I live at like the shitty house. Uh, my I, I can probably like barrel roll out of the window next to my bed onto the balcony. But the moment I do that, I'll fall through the balcony because the wood for the floor is so fucking old and gross and like rotten. So I'll just fucking die. Justify genocide man himself is like, we have weapons, but I'm not allowed to use them, so I guess I'll die. <laughs> Why are you gonna frame it like that? <laughs> but I, 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 I gotta ask, how the fuck do you come up with a question like this? Like, what? What will happen if the lockpicking lawyer is at your house? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. He, he puts a gun to your head? But like even like even then, I I I don't necessarily assume that fucking uh, the lockpicking lawyer is super fucking jacked. When the, like looking at this guy, a uh, guy's hands, I haven't seen his face. I've only seen you know him working and stuff. Like it doesn't exactly like strike me as a villain or any uh, uh, or a threat. Mm. Uh, um, unless I have like private pictures locked in a safe somewhere then yes he can get to him and then we have a problem <laughs> so i think i think it's more it's less of him as a person and more of like the mythological figure that is a lockpicking lawyer because <laughs> like you you when you whenever you see portrayals of like characters where they're like human in all sense of the world but they have this sub this ability or this skill that seems almost supernatural it's just, you can't help but, like, deify them in this weird fucking way. Because, like, you're, you're not thinking of, like, the person that is a lockpicking lawyer. You're thinking of, like, the idea of the lockpicking lawyer. A man who can supposedly effortlessly get into any place he desires. That's fucking, that's fucking metal as shit. Uh, the only other, the, the only other, like, idea I can think of is, ironically, Columbo? Because I've seen a lot of Columbo memes going around, and there's just this 
idea of Columbo, this man who's this detective who already knows the answer and is just fucking with you for 30 minutes. Because that's every episode of Columbo that's ever existed. I have never watched Columbo, so I'll have to take your word for it. Honestly, neither have I, but I've seen so many Columbo memes, I get the gist of what this what the show is about. Mm. Columbo is great. Watch Columbo. Watch it. Lock your lawyer has... Rides are watching. It's free on Amazon. <laughs> I don't have Amazon. Uh, Lockpicking lawyers has video where he sh- shoots at locks with f- .50s and .308 uh, AP rounds. Yeah, he did. He's got guns. They kind of like doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of like, hey, I can make it through this door by shooting at it with a rocket launcher, like. The idea is that he doesn't need it is the is the scary part. Yeah, but and, and he doesn't like, have to waste ammunition. It's like, why did you just shoot the logs? Like, I don't need to. I don't want to waste the ammunition. And then blah. It's like, oh, I can cook. Like, look at me. I uh, welcome to my cooking channel where I'm gonna cook this lasagna. But wait, I ordered it from DoorDash. Here's the lasagna. Thank you. Remember to subscribe. Like, what the fuck? I it came to watch you do the thing, not fucking cheat. Okay. okay, so the reason why he shot the lock was to prove how strong the lock was. Oh, okay. The idea was like, hey, look at this lock. I'm going to shoot it with all these fucking guns. Wow, that's great. It fucking held up to all this abuse. Now watch as I unlock it, and then he picks it for like 10 seconds, and it pops open. Uh, I think my favorite videos of his are the ones where he's like introducing the product, and he finished lock picking it while doing the introductory speech, and he just cuts himself off and leaves. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so this is the strongest lock in Nixon, and then he just like has unlocked it and left. <laughs> I think, like, my favorite video he's ever done was uh, somebody sent him, like, a bike lock. He sent a letter and, like, this super duct tape uh, bike lock that, that, like, he's like, Dear lockpicking lawyer, I hired this locksmith to open my bike chain and he had to use power tools to break it. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And the guy said, oh, no, lockpicking is impossible. Don't stop watching your stupid shows. It doesn't exist. And he said, hey, can you open this to prove this guy wrong and I can get my money back? And he just, like, finishes reading the letter. He unwraps the fucking lock. And he's silent the entire fucking time. And he's like, that was easy. <laughs> he he brings out the, he brings out the, I think he brings out the pick that he and, um, oh, left. Basically, the, the tool that Bosnia and Bill and I made. And he just, he doesn't even, he doesn't even, like, just, he doesn't even call it that though for the only time he's ever called it that. And he just opens it quietly and just ends that guy's career. Lockpicking was faster in shooting apart. His April 1st videos are the best. <laughs> I can tell I need to watch more of his videos. I've only seen them, like, in memes or on, on TikTok and shit. Like, you, you just watch it on YouTube. Like... It's 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 part of that deification I was talking about. You, I never subscribe to him, but I always his videos always come to my recommended feed, and I watch them, and I always have a good time. And you just watch it consistently, 
Mm. Like, you, you don't even have to think of him as a person. He's just a being that's really fucking good at lockpicking. He's that one guy in Skyrim who found out to get an extra skill point in lockpicking. He has lockpicking 101. <laughs> uh, the, uh, like, uh, speaking of that, like, where you just get suggested, can you fucking believe that I have never subscribed to Gino Samuel? <laughs> I can believe that. And I've well, got, I watched believe, all of like, his videos. It's one of those things where you're like surprised, like, wait, I'm not subscribed to you? Yeah. What the fuck? I, I, I'm, fu- I'm fucking subscribed to uh, Hitomi Jacob re-uploads of her playing fucking Fortnite, but I'm not subscribed to you? What the fuck? Shit's just fucking weird. It makes no sense sometimes. Mm. Um... Do you want to read one more, or should we call it from there? Uh, let's take one more. Okay, dokily. Um. Uh, uh, let's see if your internet can hold up. <laughs> yeah, because that's fucking going crazy. All right, we're gonna take one from Caesar. And uh, uh, I did not read this before going in, so let's see what the, what this is about. We all might we all know my opinions on the FNAF series and a certain crimson buccaneer present within them. With how much I talk about it'd be hard not to know my opinion on something. So this is kind of a two part question. But what is your opinion on the FNAF series, uh, and similar series with confusing, batshit insane bullshit plots? And do you think that a consistent, well told plot is integral to stories to a good story series, or do you feel that speculation mystery is better? Did you catch any of that, or did my internet fucking die? No, I, I, I caught it. I caught it. Um, okay. So, uh, I think that uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is just uh, fine, but um, I think that uh, I, 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 I think I've mentioned it before in either like the Discord or to one of my friends or something, but um. I think it is fucking wild that we need all these uh, uh, analysis videos of what is essentially a murder guy killed kids, put kids in robots, robots became angry, killed killer guy, killer now haunts. And that took like five or six fucking games to get that plot. Um, Like, yes, there's more like intricate fucking little things about it but i uh it it, it actually kind of answers uh, this one and and uh, the second question which is that i like five nights at freddy's more when it was the first and maybe the second one because at that point it was just fucking what the fuck is going on? Like in the first one, you you don't know why these animatronics are moving. You don't know who the dude on the phone is. And then if you get to the secret uh, level where you have to play everything at like this difficulty, you unlock an uh, an extra night. And then if you listen to the telephone, all you can hear like fucking hell screams or shit like that. And it becomes like uh, and things are talking in reverse. And oh, sometimes this poster is is this fucking character. And like, there's a ton of mystery and that allows you to speculate and then it makes everything around it much more creepy. And I, I know I mentioned this in, in, uh, in, in webcam relief videos as well, but the, the moment when you 
like have to fill in the blanks yourself, especially with horror, you make it, uh, you turn it into stuff that is more personal, and you start like. Uh, you start attaching your own phobias and, and and the things that you're scared of or uncomfortable with to this, and that makes it a more like effective experience. But the more I feel that they explained away with 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 Final Fantasy's and it turned into what I described before, like this super fucking simple plot that has just become over uh, overly complicated for no real reason. It just becomes like almost eye-rolling in that, like, who fucking cares? Like, oh no, the, the, the fucking duck robot was this girl. And like, who, what, who cares? Fuck them. Fuck them kids, like Michael Jordan would say. (laughs) Um, Dark Souls did FNAF better than FNAF did. Because, like, okay, I personally have a beef with a lot of the whole, with, like, the entirety of the, oh, we have a story, but go find it yourself thing. Mm. And, like, again, that, I'll be honest with you, that is also just a thing I don't care for, for Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Math, everything like that. And, like, I understand why it's good. I understand why it is enjoyable because half the fun is, you know, speculating, putting it together. Mm. Um, what, what, what made it work for like the Dark Souls series is like, even though not all the questions are there, everyone has a fucking, like the interpretations are enough where like, they're clear enough where you can come to your conclusion and everyone can come to like a decent consensus. Because, like, I, I'm pretty sure there's still a lot of things in, like, the first couple Dark Souls games that are never explicitly said. There's just things that you have to infer but are never outright confirmed. Yeah. But what happened with um, Five Nights at Freddy's, from what I understand, because, like, I remember kind of being around during, like, the first three games and then dropping off and then coming back when Security Breach came out because I wanted to see what the fuck happened. Uh, it sounded like a lot of the things were left purposely like uh obscured for like you said to enhance the horror aspect because the more you thought about it the more scary it became but suddenly when you have all these threads coming up and keep piling up the more you have it's like the more when you try to explain a joke the less funny it gets yeah so but at the same time he wasn't explaining it all the way so you have to keep thinking about it Mm. so it was just like this endless cycle of constantly like one-upping each other like, it's a Kira Toriyama bringing up the power levels in Dragon Ball Z. Just, you get to a point where you're just like, you don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I, um, I'll, I'll say this, because I fucking, I've watched, because ever since Security Breach came out, I started, like, catching up to the lore and all these fucking videos with, like, Wendigoon and, uh... Thief something fucking face. Uh, I even watched a MadPat video for the first time in half a decade. I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's crazy, huh? Mm. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck is going on with this place? And the one thing I got to understand is, like, they had a really good ending point in, like, the sixth game. And then, like, the extra bonus seventh game. But then when they kept going, it just completely dropped the ball at that point. Yeah. From what I understand, again, 
I, like, again, I'm only watching reviews and speculation videos and shit. Uh, I, I, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna parrot a little of what uh, Alice is saying in the chat, which is that uh, nothing has ever done like this whole thing of like discovering the story as well as Dark Souls and Bloodborne did it. And I think like in those uh, games, uh, the, the reason why it works is because it is part of the game. When uh, in 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 Dark Souls One, uh, I think I mentioned it before, but so pardon me if if I'm repeating myself. But the reason why it, it's interesting in that game is because throughout the most of the game, the little story that you get like normally fed, like through characters speaking to you or cutscenes or something, is that hey. Gwyn's a pretty fucking cool guy. Uh, you should probably go and help Gwyn. Gwyn wanted to do this thing, so uh, go and do that thing. Uh, but then, it, and so the reason why there's a lot of like stories that like you have to find out yourself is because this is a a, a world that has been like stagnating and dying for like a thousand years. So you come as a new guy and you're kind of like piecing things together because there's no one really there to tell you these things. And as you're piecing them together, you find out that, hey, Gwyn is actually a massive fucking cunt. And if you, and doing that thing that people keep telling you to do is actually not the good thing to do. So it rewards you for researching this stuff. And, and through enough research, you find out that if you do things in a certain way, you access a different ending in which you don't do the bad thing. And, uh, and that's the reason why it, it works there. And then you have games uh, that try and copy Dark Souls with its like way of of making the player figure out what the story is without telling it and they kind of miss this quintessential point uh, like necessary reason for it which is that in in Dark Souls the reason why you have to figure out the story is because the story you're getting is a lie and the rest is you piecing things together in a dying world kind of like a uh, like um, uh, uh, what are they called? The the people who who scavenge ruins. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say architect, but that's not the word. Uh, what what are they called? Uh, uh like Indiana Jones. What 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 is his profession? He's an archaeologist. Archaeologist, yeah, like similar to how like an archaeologist does it, where they they scavenge through ruins and old pieces of lore to 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 string together a narrative yeah. and, and then you have other games where it's just like we're we're not telling you the entire story and we're not telling it to you just because this is how dark souls does it but there's no reason for you not to know the full story there's games like this where you have access in the game to the fucking internet like mm-hmm. like you should have every like all the pieces of the puzzle but you don't and and the reason you don't is because oh I guess people just like to piece it together. No, we liked it in Dark Souls because it was part of the experience. It made sense in the world. God, like the, 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 I guess that's like kind of the reason why I'm not a fan of like like the whole mystery aspect in general. And, and maybe it's maybe it's because like even though I can admit and I, I can appreciate Dark Souls for doing it really well. It's just I, I there I've seen it done poorly so many times that I'm just tired of the concept. 
Because, mm. because again, when you take it to that to that extreme where you're just purposely making a story for the sake of making a mystery, it just feels contrived in a way. It yeah. feels tiring because sometimes you just don't give a shit. Like I'll be honest with you, and I've told this before before. Uh, the only one I played to the end was Dark Souls 2, and I don't give a shit about the story. I literally just play that game because I want to punch a kingdom to death. I love yeah. the fucking Bone Fist. And I will admit, probably in, like, it is objectively the worst Dark Souls game, but fuck it. Uh, I like punchies. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when you have a story that's obvious, that's entirely out of the way, that just tells me that, like, it doesn't matter. That I can enjoy this game however the fuck I want. Yeah. Yeah, whatever interpretations. If you're not going to give me a concrete interpretation, you're just telling me my batshit insane headcanon is just as fucking valid. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm like, and if as long as it's like doesn't stifle my or anyone else's enjoyment, it shouldn't matter. No, absolutely. But I think what's... But I think, like, the crux of things with, like, Five Nights at Freddy's and a bunch of other uh, lesser games is that the enjoyment comes from solving the mystery, and your enjoyment is inherently tied to how you and uh, how other people interpret the story. And that's where things get... They start tripping over themselves, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, the reason why it works in Five Nights at Freddy's to a certain extent is because, again, what has happened to these kids... And the murderer and all these things. This is not like common knowledge. No one actually knows these things. And so you as the player have to piece it together. Just like you're kind of playing detective in a way. Where you're trying to solve these murders and what's going on. And I think like that's why it, it like the reason why it works here is because it, it again it makes sense in a kind of like meta gameplay kind of, uh, kind of way. Uh, but I kind of wanted to bring up like. As, as like a closing statement to all this one of my favorite examples of this being done wrong or poorly is a game we already brought up and it's Nia Automata one, <laughs> one of the most important world shattering pieces of information you get in this game is a, a, a document you find in a chest in a, a a building that looks like aliens built it that you have to fight an army to get to and it's a, and it's a document created by humans and it's a, a and it's not you know like to ever like to whoever reads this this is my last will and testament it is a a, a snippet from an official report uh, no from a uh, from a fucking um uh, uh, communication transcript there's no reason for this like super important inf uh, document to be in this chest in this alien building that first appears at the at, at the very end coming up from the fucking crust of the earth it 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 is it is only there and is only given this like quote-unquote important location because the plot knows that it's important not because anyone ga gave it any uh, reverence or anything it is just there because like gameplay and i think like that is everything that is wrong about doing this where you only give me 
like this information because you like the mystery, not because the mystery is actually part of the game and your game is not built to support that mystery. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's like the best way to explain everything wrong with that game as well as everything wrong with the whole obfuscated story genre, I guess we're going to call it. Sometimes I just want shit to be simple. I want to I want to play monkey brain shit like that. Dude, Sometimes it doesn't Ape matter. Escape. Man, Ape Escape is fun. Mm. I, I like I like I like an Ape Escape 3. You have to fight the solid snake monkeys. I never played 2 or 3. I only played 1. I but played I, one on the PSP and it was fun. But I did 100% uh, Ape Escape 1 which like I uh, I had never been the dude who will 100% the game but I did it for that one because I like catching the monkeys and reading up about them <laughs> like yeah. he, 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 he's, he's Jimmy, Jimmy has a gun Jimmy doesn't like apples, that is everything I need to know about Jimmy <laughs> we still have like 300 other monkeys to catch yeah, also like I remember really loving the propeller thing you could have Oh yeah, because you can like hover through shit. I remember looking at that going, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, sometimes we just need like, you just need funny monkey game that lets you have really fun, stupid, but really fun like power-ups and shit. Sometimes you just need to chase an angry monkey with sunglasses and a bazooka with an RC car. Look, look, you know what? Let's 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 like somehow put monkey in the title for this podcast. Ah, uh, I I I have written down Roman cancel uh, from laughing to slapping. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> super uh, speed hula. The super speed hula hoop. Yeah, dude. The super speed hula hoop was fucking built different. <laughs> uh, like, and you could use it to fucking run on water. Like, excuse me, I'm just gonna be- I'm t- the, the, First off, the physics behind is fucking insane. Because you have to realize, you're doing this- Like, hula hooping on its own is hard to fucking do. Oh, yeah. But you're doing that while running, and then run while running on top of water! Like, Jesus! Like, Jesus! Oh, God. That, that, that is the explanation behind how Jesus could walk on water. He just used the magic hula hoop. Oh, you know, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Jesus was just really good at the super speed hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ was just really good at Ape Escape. Uh, you know what, fuck, after this podcast, after I do my work today, I'm gonna go dig out the PSP and play a couple levels again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, see you guys next time. <laughs> We're gonna go and play super, uh, fucking Ape Escape. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Bye, everybody! Bye!